When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Staying in to watch the sport, let us cook. Get your Macca's favourites delivered with McDelivery. Rotoflex, world-leading biomechanical design by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Available at participating retailers now. Kick back and relax. It's time for the run home with Kirsten Beeve. Welcome along to the run home on SENZ. Thanks to McDelivery and Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Scotty and Beef with you. Scotty filling in for Kirst. I don't know why I'm talking about myself in the third person, but <laughs> yeah, I'm Scotty and I'm filling in for Kirst. Um, Beef, you, have you got that seat under control? Oh, because you've had all sorts of issues. It's like there's some sort of gag being played with these uh, seats in here. We have these extraordinary high microphones, and usually we have a really good elevated seat, but for some yeah. reason the seats, all four of them in here, the four spare seats, are Just all low locked, ri- low riding. locked on low riding, and yeah. I'd not for the life of me <laughs> increase the height. So uh, I'm talking up to my microphone at the moment. and uh, It's good for your posture. Yeah, it's, it's great for my posture. It's not great that I'm going to have to start kneeling on my seat to be able to reach my microphone, but no, apart from that. Look, uh, we'll get through it. We got through yesterday, and there were some hairy moments. And um, look, Kieran was um, obviously in the studio trying to produce us along with Jacob, and I've never seen a man look so broken after he an was, outside wasn't broadcast. He? For those of you listening, I mean, radio is a complex beast and there's a lot of moving parts. Brendan and Jacob were down at the Maritime Room with us um, trying to produce. Richard Becht, the Warriors media manager, was, was I, th- I thought, casual casual in his collection of uh, people to talk to. And that's okay too. Then there were volivants and canapes and there's a lot of uh, old warriors there and he was having a jolly good time. We were kind of struggling. Uh, we're going to play you some audio a little bit later about our Elvis, uh, not Elvis, our Abbott and Costello act uh, there for a time. Uh, look, it was us though. I thought it was authentic. I thought it was, <laughs> it was about as handy as we ever are in any social situation. Uh, but a big thank you to Jacob, who's back on the tools today, and of course, Karen as well. Uh, let's get through a few headlines. I guess the biggest story of the week or the biggest story of the day uh, here in New Zealand uh, was Ian Foster finally coming out, breaking the silence around uh, the process, I guess, more than anything else, of appointing uh, the next all black coach. And I say the next all black coach because that's not necessarily a new all black coach. 
Uh, we were promised all kinds of timelines uh, by the powers that be at New Zealand Rugby. Uh, those timelines seem to have come and gone or they've just been shifted, uh, as the goalposts so often are with that organisation. So we're still none the wiser about who the next all-black coach would be. But uh, I thought extraordinary today, Ian Foster, um, choosing to talk to Gregor Paul uh, from the New Zealand Herald about the situation. And uh, I do believe uh, we've got some audio from Gregor Paul talking about how uh, that all came to be. Uh, he initiated the chat. I don't think he would mind me saying that. He wanted to talk publicly about the situation that he was observing quietly in the background, and he felt it was no longer the right thing for him to do to uh, just sit and observe. He had a few things that he wanted to put into the public domain. So that's what happened. Did he ever? Uh, that was on Darcy Watergrove's show on News Talk ZB. Uh, Foster also joined uh, another uh, ZB host, uh, Mike Hosking, uh, at breakfast. Um, and uh, he said he's looking at the energy in the debate and it's becoming about individuals and what people want regarding timing. He then went on to uh, drop this. And quite frankly, I don't know that going early or late is going to suit me either way, Mike. You know, I think it's pretty highly unlikely that I, that, that I will be in this job next year. But I keep getting asked about it, well, am I going to apply and apply? And I kind of think, well, that's not really the big question for me. The big question is what's the best thing for the All Blacks in 2023? And for me, the team comes first, and I want to express that view. Intriguing. Really intriguing comments uh, from Ian Foster, but I, I think beneath it all there's a frustration. Uh, this guy is the current all-black coach and he is being put through a process to determine whether he is the guy to take the team forward. Uh, he obviously doesn't get a chance to prove his chops at a Rugby World Cup, as so many coaches before him have, um, and he's looking at a sample size, I think, in, in mitigation or litigate, litigating the issue. Uh, he was in a COVID time beef, uh, but ultimately results-driven business uh, the most successful professional sporting team in the history of professional sport. Uh, you are winning around 65% of your games. That's probably not good enough. But I think that's an extraordinary admission from a coach who's not only coaching the team and should have the confidence to keep coaching the team, uh, but is in the running to keep coaching the team to say, I don't know if I'm going to have the job. Well, it's not up to him. He serves there at the board's discretion. Every all-black coach serves at the board's discretion. He's, there's no special treatment here. But it's the board I think we need to focus on, and I guess that's why he's come out swinging, and that is swinging for an all-black coach because this is a sport that largely keeps people silent. And as soon as you pop your head up and say anything, you're on a blacklist. And we could name quite a few people who have been on that in the past just for standing <laughs> up and having an opinion yes. on the national body. Uh, I don't know where your head's at at the moment about what you've read today uh, from Ian Foster via Gregor Paul or on, on other audio clips, but I, I think this is an, just an extraordinary story which feeds into the narrative that I think surrounds New Zealand rugby right now, that they're a basket case. Yeah, well, first of all, uh, first observation, uh, Ian, if you need some points raised in the media, um, you know, like why go to... Is it, is it Hosking? Is it a guy called Hosking? I'm sitting right here. I'm about 20 metres down from your employee's front door. Uh, secondly, isn't it interesting... You've got people saying we need this to happen now. We've got mm. people saying it need to happen after the World Cup. Make no bones about it. Everyone has their reason for saying when it needs to happen. 100%. And I can understand 100% why Fozzie would say this needs to happen after the World Cup. I can 100% understand why Razor says this needs to happen now. Um, so it's just, I guess, how, I won't say dumb, but how easily played 
the people in that office in New Zealand Rugby Union are going to be as far as mm. who they listen to, mm. who works them over, who do they want to. The other thing that stood out for me, Vio, there, Sumo, is I'm highly unlikely to be in this job. Mate, if you win the World Cup, I think you're highly likely yeah. to be in it. <laughs> well, but that, but that's, see, that to me is, a, is an admission that you're on the back foot already. Is that mm. what we want? Is that who you want coaching the most successful professional sports team in the world? Well, then again, or do you want a guy to come out and say, I am the coach, I would like to be the next coach, I think I've got the chops to be the next coach, I'm going to go through this process, but I'm determined to be the coach of this team after the World Cup. Surely that's a stronger statement than uh, this process stinks um, and, gee, I'm unlikely to be the coach. That, I mean, that's, I mean, it's weak. It's, to me, it's weak. Has the process already been done? Well, maybe. Then come uh, out and say that. Yeah. Come Is out it, and say that. Are we irritating for the sake of it now? Well, it, it, look, it just seems to be that you know, self-interest is big in this sport, right? And self-interest is big in any sport. Yep. But you're dealing when about, there's money involved. Of course. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Even when there's not in some cases. You're talking about rugby. You're talking about the coach of the All Blacks. Uh, there are egos involved. There are going to be eggshells broken when you're making any omelette. But for goodness sake, I mean, this omelette that New Zealand rugby are making is filled with eggshells. Mm. And they're serving that on a plate, cold, to the rugby-watching public of this country. Can someone please have the gumption, the business nows, and the respect for your fan base to get this squared away? And not only to your fan base, but to the people in the game. And I'm going to ask you another question, Beef. Mm. We go on all the time about players not being available for the All Blacks because they go overseas. We go on all the time about coaches not being able to coach the All Blacks until they've been overseas. <laughs> can you tell me? Can you tell me how many coaches of an All Black side have scored tries in Rugby World Cup finals while they're coaching the team? Why is it one rule for the players? Surely they're going to go overseas and get the intellectual property that we now deem so important, so important, than the one coach in this process who has stayed here for the entire time. The entire time is deemed unworthy in some circles of coaching the All Blacks because he has no international experience, and yet all of these players who go overseas are told that, well, you're not going to pay for the All Blacks because you've gone overseas to get experience. It is just horseshit. Well, there's an argument to say that if the coaches stay in New Zealand, then our players in New Zealand will be getting higher in coaching, therefore we will still keep our gap on the rest of the world. Would have thought so. <laughs> Would have thought so. It's actually a very good point. I've never actually thought of that one, Simo. We're going to like come it. back to that after five because we're going to chat to uh, Wynne Gray. For those of you, um, you know, you don't have to be that old. Uh, Wynne was one of the most powerful writers in the sport uh, with the New Zealand Herald for many, many years and, and a very good writer on rugby, among other sports. But he's going to talk to us about how he sees the current relationship between NZR, the media, fans, this current situation and what it must be like to cover. Staying with rugby very briefly uh, on our headlines, uh, Warren Gatlin's delayed his team for the England test. This was a huge test. This is always a big occasion, Beef. Uh, Welsh rugby's in all sorts. Um, it actually makes New Zealand rugby look like um, they're flying through life. Yeah, well, the thing is, you can never threaten a protest or a uh, not going to play in this mm. country because you'll, you'll find 20 guys put their hand up. <laughs> but, but in Wales, you start to run, the, the cupboard starts to run pretty beer pretty quickly. Uh, got but there's five guys in this office <laughs> that put their hand yeah, up. Yeah, of course. I mean, young Jacob, uh, powerful, powerful little halfback. I yeah, he would have been. Uh, crafty. He's got um, something to say here. 
Jacob, yeah, I was quite nippy back in the day. <laughs> I only played one season of rugby, but uh, I was, a, I was a, attempted to be a first five. What was, that, what was that high school you went to that completely uh, derailed Bay. your sports career? Uh, Long, Long Bay. Bay. That's right. Yeah. Long Bay. Yeah. Don't go there. You end up on the abs. Don't really. Yeah. No, go there for a good time. But don't yeah. go there for a sporting reason. He was on the he was on the verge of being the next Dan Vittori. Went there, yeah, turned into nothing. And you were no, not you nothing. were neck and neck. <laughs> you were neck and neck with who? Uh, and then oh, they, Quinn Sunday. Yeah. Right. Now look at well, Angus McKenzie too. Look, yeah. to be honest, that's what happens when you use drugs as a teenager. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was nicknamed. Our school was nicknamed Bong Bay, but um, <laughs> Bong Bong. Slide that under, under the rug. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, um, let's get to football because uh, there are some football fans out there who love the Champions League. I'm not among them, but um, Real Madrid putting five past Liverpool. Oh, Liverpool! Oh, that, that kind of brace. I like Liverpool. Oh, when Real Madrid. Uh, putting it all together, Simo. You like, you like Real Madrid. I've ran my eye over Real Madrid uh, live and my word, they can play football. Mm. Mm. Good team. Good team. <laughs> <laughs> Did they play at that real good stadium? So, they yeah. No, they played at Anfield this year. Oh, they played at Anfield. Anfield. The, Anfield. Yeah. the return <laughs> league will be back at the real good stadium. At the real good stadium? Yeah. yeah. And it is, I'm telling you, Look, I don't know. Stadium. I don't know how many of you out there are astute um, or onto it, but we've pretty much reached the bottom of the barrel of our collective football knowledge <laughs> on that one headline. Um, so let's move on. White Ferns eliminated by the, uh, from the T20 uh, World Cup. The oh, I'm, gr- I'm gutted. I thought Pinky and the gang were going to do a number on the Proteas today because South Africa's World Cup record is abysmal. Uh, not to be. It was a 10-wicket win for the South Africans, uh, which means the White Ferns are going to be departing the Republic. Uh, they're going to sit back and they're going to re- absolutely rue that slow start. Uh, I think the last two games, granted the opposition was down Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, but uh, the South African game in particular, uh, Australia are so far ahead of the pack. They should go on and win this with ease. Um, but that game against South Africa, uh, that's going to give a few of them nightmares. And it's a real shame. I think they've, they've got players in that side and I think they've got the core of a team that should be uh, semi-finals at least in, in every World Cup. So, I mean, how would you gauge... Disappointment levels around that white fern side, beef. Yeah, I mean, because they've been they've been very consistent for a very long time, haven't they? Yeah. I mean, yes, the World Cup here that was the fifty that was the fifty over stuff, wasn't it? That yes, kept, it was. But which again, again, was, fell short, fell short. Yep, and and I guess significantly <clears throat> um, when they went with such high hopes. Yeah. Still, they got they got names that go and perform. Around the world at these other leagues too. I mean, well, they do. the Divines and yeah, well, Divine and Kerr, Kerr getting contracts for the IPL, and they went huge contracts. Um, you know, compared to some, I mean, Ash Gardner going for half a million, um, Shreddy Murder um, going for uh, Shreddy Mundane going for six hundred thousand um, vis-a-vis fifty and ninety. So um, they're a long way down the pecking order in the reckoning of of ICC or Indian cricket at the moment. So um, some work to be done. I think there's going to be some kind of post-mortem about that. Finally, Sam Whitelock, mate, uh, before we get to a break, ruled out of the Chiefs clash. Uh, we were going through the lineups. First lineups of the season uh, for the Chiefs versus the Crusaders on Friday night, 7.05 at AMI Stadium. What is it now? Orange Theory Stadium. Orange Theory. Still Orange Theory, is it? Yep. What's that? Is that a gym? It's a gym. Wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, so that is an absolute ball buster. Uh, but Whitelock, uh, his withdrawal from the game with after a head knock in the last preseason, Mitch Dunshay coming back, which is good news for the Crusaders. He was out for most of last year. Um, how much does that weaken that Crusaders' pack? Oh, it's big for me. 
it swings it. And I mean, yep. I know you all thought I was on the Chiefs anyway, and I probably was. You are. But it swings it for me just from a mentality point of view. I think the Chiefs would look at that forward pack now, and yep, Dunche, he was on the verge of being an all-black. He was. Um, black had his back and the likes. But a Sam Whitelock on the team list, completely different for me, I think... I think the, the Chiefs have a pack that's been talked about, that has been bolstered by the off-season. Mm. They should be going down saying, you know, we're going to win this game up front. And if they don't win it up front, then they don't win. Well, your boy Clayton Zeus picked D-Mac at first five, so Ooh. you've got one wish come true there. It's good that Clayton's got on board, my thinking. Uh, it's taken <laughs> it's taken a few years, but he's on board now. Um, and, and I'm glad they did it. I, I was worried they weren't. Mm. But I'm glad they've done it. On a side issue, while we're talking rugby, we've got a Gloucester Harlequins game up in the background. Yeah. And I know it's allowed now, but there's two guys here, and admittedly, they're both on the wings. One used to play for England, so he's let himself down. Wearing skins, full-length skins. Yeah. I know it gets cold up there, Not but ideal. please, you're going to go play a game. Are Can you taking yourself seriously? No, well, I'm not taking you seriously. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, the fact that you're in full body like her right now is really distracting <laughs> for me as well. Hey, listen, while you get around the skins, uh, we're going to take a break. But don't forget the temper bed post, text machine 8833. Get in touch with any of your thoughts. Short ad break here coming up. Uh, plenty more to talk about around uh, the footy in particular and in Foster's comments specifically.